Dear loving Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege of life. We are grateful, Father, that you have spared us and you have given us an opportunity to hear your word. And your word has said, Blessed are our ears for the hear and our eyes for the see. We want to see and hear your word now. And we pray, Father, that you grant us understanding through your Holy Spirit. I bring myself to you, Father, as an instrument. I pray that you put your words in my mouth, that I will speak words of life to all who hear. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him, January 16. Christ's first advent prefigured. By faith, Moses when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 and 25 While Moses was sitting under the very shadow of the throne, the Spirit of the Lord stirred his heart to lift the crushing weight that was pressing his brethren into the lowest degradation and slavery. His heart ached with sorrow, as if he himself were in slavery, laboring in the brick kiln and sharing their degradation. They were slaves, suffering under the cruel lash. They were a reproach and a hissing to all the Egyptians, from Pharaoh down to the lowest surf. But the Lord had singled out Moses as the one to deliver the oppressed race, and by forty years of exile, under the discipline of God, he was prepared for the work. Understanding the evil disposition of his own countrymen, knowing how many would be perverse and unreasonable, understanding that they might betray him, he was yet considering ways and means to accomplish their deliverance, though supposing that he himself had forfeited all rights to be the instrument. But God in the bush, which though burning was yet unconsumed by the fire, presented himself and selected Moses as his agent. Moses was accepted as a co-worker with God. He knew that scorn, Hatred, persecution, and maybe death would be his portion if he should act any part in espousing the cause of the Hebrew captives. He had stood in great popularity as the general of Pharaoh's armies, and he knew that now his name would be bandied, round and falsified. But he esteemed the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26. He laid down the prospect of a kingly crown and took up the burdens of his oppressed and afflicted people. Moses was chosen of God to break the yoke of bondage upon the children of Israel and in his work he prefigured Christ's first advent to break Satan's power over the human family and deliver those who were made captives by his power. Amen.
The title of our devotion for today is Christ's First Advent Prefigured. And we are looking at another aspect of Jesus being revealed in the Word, in the Scriptures. When Jesus had ascended and he was walking with two men who were on their way to Emmaus, and they were discussing about his own death and also the rumor of his resurrection, which was actually true. But they did not believe it. They were treating it like a rumor instead of treating it as a fact, expecting it to happen, that Jesus would resurrect. While Jesus was with these men and they told him what was the reigning news in town, he said something to them which shocked them. Luke chapter 24 verse 25 to 27. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now verse 27 says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And that is what we are going to do now. Jesus began at Moses. If you are like me, the first time I read this, I was surprised. Moses, the prophets, Jesus explained things concerning himself. I've never seen Jesus in the Old Testament. How did Jesus begin at Moses and then all the prophets to explain things concerning himself? himself that's a strange thing but that's exactly what jesus did and later when he met his disciples the same book luke 24 verse 44 he said to them these are the words which i speak unto you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me let us examine the life of moses and see what the lord wants us to learn how is Christ seen in Moses. We know the story of Moses and I'm not really going to go through all of that. But Moses was an Israelite and his people were slaves. Israel were slaves in Egypt. And he was taken by the daughter of Pharaoh, trained and brought up in the courts, the kingly courts of Egypt. But Moses did something. Moses left his kingly throne and chose to suffer with God's people. Hebrews 11 verse 23 and 24 tells us, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter. That was what Moses did. She brought him up, but Moses refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter when he was of age. In doing this, Moses prefigured Christ because he had the mind of Christ. Moses was supposed to be the next king and knew that, but he made himself of no reputation so that he could be instrumental in delivering God's people and so that he could partake of the honor or of the glory of the kingdom to come. His joy was in seeing the people delivered. He was not looking forward to being a, a ruler of these people. He was already their ruler when he was in Egypt. And even more than that, he was a ruler of the world's greatest empire of that time. 
If he was motivated by selfishness, he didn't need to leave the throne. But like our Lord Jesus Christ, Moses had selfless motives. The great burden of Moses' heart was to see his people free from bondage, free from the slavery and the captivity in Egypt. Keeping the Sabbath, that was one thing he wanted them to do. Because while they were in Egypt, they could not keep the Sabbath. He wanted them to have the freedom to serve God in spirit and in truth. This was the travail of Moses' soul so much that he sacrificed his throne, not caring what the king will say about him. He did not look at it as if it was going to be like, oh, he was ungrateful because that was a temptation. You were brought up in this throne. Everything you are, everything you know, it is through this um, favor that was shown to you by the king's daughter. And yet he threw everything away. Why? so that he can help God's people and not just to help them while he's still on the throne but he wanted to be a part of them and he left that throne. This is a typology of our Lord Jesus Christ as it is written of our Lord Jesus also Philippians 2 reading from verse 5 let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus and verse 6 down to verse 8 explains the mind it says who being in the form of God Moses was like you know the pharaohs are looked at as god he was in the form of god because pharaohs were looked at viewed as god in egypt jesus being in the form of god taught it not robbery to be equal with god and moses was equal with pharaoh everybody knew he was going to be the next king but jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus was God, but just in the typology now, like Moses, for no selfish motive, Jesus left his throne to deliver us from the bondage of sin so that we can serve God in spirit and in truth that he would grant unto us as Zechariah said that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life amen this is what Zechariah the son the father of John the Baptist said like we read in our devotion that I may know him page 22 paragraph 4 Moses was accepted as a co-worker with God he knew that scorn, hatred, persecution, and maybe death would be his portion if he should act any part in espousing the cause of the Hebrew captives. Do you see the similarity with Jesus? Did Jesus know that coming down to this earth, scorn, ridicule, hatred, persecution, and death would be his portion? Yes, Jesus knew. Continuing the reading concerning Moses, it said, He had stood in great popularity as the general of Pharaoh's armies. And he knew that now his name would be bandied round and falsified. But he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Hebrews 11 verse 26. He laid down the prospect of a kingly crown and took up the burdens of his oppressed and afflicted people. End of quote. In this, we see Moses prefigured Jesus in that he intentionally chose to suffer affliction, incur the wrath of the king, and the king was Pharaoh. And in the case of Jesus, he was incurring the wrath of the king of this world, which is Satan, the prince of this world, as Jesus would call him. He, Jesus, Moses chose to forsake Egypt 
so that he could be with God's people. He grew up having a soft life and had the highest form of education available at the time. This was an education that endured even till this day. The people of Egypt had great minds that were capable of building those pyramids that are wonders of the world today. They had the wisdom of preserving dead bodies, many other great things they achieved. Moses knew all this. He, he, he was learned in it. The, the Bible says of him when in the book of Acts 7 verse 22, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. It doesn't say some, in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Whether it is the military wisdom or other wisdom that has to do with architecture and all of that, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. That's what is said of Moses. But Moses forsook all these to be among a people who were mere slaves. But this he did because he weighed his options. And after weighing his options, he saw that being with God's people is greater riches than being in the courts of the king of Egypt. Another way in which Moses prefigured Christ is that Moses was made a God because Jesus is God and it is he who was God that came to deliver us from the hands of Satan and from the power of sin. Moses also God made him a God and then he came to deliver the children of Israel. That was what happened. Christ is God and Moses was made a God. And just as Jesus is God and came to from his throne to deliver us from sin, so also did Moses. In the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 15 and 16, when God was conversing with Moses and calling him to be the one that would deliver Israel, this was what God said to him. He said, And thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth. That's speak to Aaron, and put words in Aaron's mouth. And God said, And I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what he shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of God. Amen. Then also in Exodus 7 verse 1 and 2, God still repeated the same thing. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his land. Moses was a man that was greatly feared, and it was with great signs and wonders that he delivered Israel from bondage. In the book of Exodus 11 verse 3, for example, the Bible says, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. Amen. What does this remind you of? When Jesus walked the face of this earth, was he very great in the sight of, of, of Satan's servants? Yes. The demons will see Jesus and will exclaim, Has thou come to destroy us before our time? When they see Jesus, they cry out and they run away. Jesus could cast them out from the people who they were tormenting. So also, Moses, when he walked in Egypt, the servants of Pharaoh were afraid of him. He was a great man in their eyes. In Exodus 14, reading from verse 30 and 31, it says, Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that 
that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. In Deuteronomy 34, reading verse 10 to 12 concerning Moses, it says, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and to all his land. And in all the mighty hand, and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Amen. So it was with lots of signs and wonders that Moses walked in Egypt to destroy the throne of Pharaoh and let Israel go and make them free. So also, when Jesus walked on this earth in his first advent, Jesus showed more signs than even Moses. You know, Moses showed great signs. God in, in Jesus also showed great signs. John 20 verse 30 and 31 says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Jesus showed mighty signs. I mean, the mightiest of signs. The blind received their sight. The lame were meant to, were made to walk. Those who were lepers received healing. People who were possessed of demons, the servants of Satan, were cast out from uh, the demon. They were cast out from those who they possessed. Then there was the one of raising the dead, as if it was just a normal thing. He raised the dead several times. At the time when he resurrected, the mighty work was done many graves were opened the dead were resurrected mighty signs were showed by jesus the sea when it was rumbling and the storm was coming to destroy the boats of the people of god jesus just said peace be still and everywhere was calm mighty works did jesus just like moses truly moses prefigured jesus christ john 21 verse 25 says and there are also many things which jesus did the which, if they should be written everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Amen. Both Jesus and Moses understood that Jesus was the Messiah whom Moses prefigured. Moses knew that the work he was doing was a prefiguring of the second of the first coming of Jesus. In Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, he himself said it. He knew that the work he had done in delivering Israel from Egypt was a type, a prefiguring of what Jesus was going to do in the future. Therefore, he said in Deuteronomy 18 verse 15, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him shall ye hearken. Amen. What was Moses saying here? Wow. Moses had no superficial knowledge of the word of God. Moses had a deep knowledge. He knew very well what he was doing. God had revealed so much to Moses. Like it said, there arose no prophet like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. This man Moses was very great indeed. And he understood at this time that there was a Messiah that was going to come. And the deliverance that he was going to do is not to deliver them from Egypt's physical captivity, but to deliver them from sin. Concerning this passage where Moses said, A prophet will the Lord raise like unto me, and that they should hearken to him. In the book of Acts 7, reading from verse 35, there down to verse 38, you see Stephen referring to that passage and applying it to Jesus Christ. He said, This Moses whom they refused, saying, 
who made thee a ruler and a judge. The same did God send to be a ruler and deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, Our prophet shall the Lord your God raise unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear. He now explained. This is he, that is Jesus, that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Here Stephen was referring to Jesus Christ saying that when Moses said that a prophet with the Lord raised like unto me, he is, that prophet has been raised and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus said concerning Moses also in the book of John 5 verse 45 to 47, Do not think that I will accuse you to your father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had ye believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? Amen. Just like every other prefiguring, prefiguration of Jesus, like Isaac, Joseph, and the lambs, Moses was only a shadow and not a perfect representation of Jesus. Nevertheless, the life of this man Moses is a sufficient example to turn our eyes upon Jesus and contemplate all that he did for us. Like we read in Hebrews 11.25, Moses chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. That was what Moses did, but I said, like, he is not a perfect representation because Jesus, in his own case, he left real pleasures. Moses left the pleasures of sin, the treasures that were in Egypt, but Jesus left the treasures that were in heaven real pleasures not the pleasures of sin for a season he left something that was good and only good to come to this earth to suffer affliction with the people of god and even more than the people of god moses at the time was burdened as, and it seemed like the weight of doing the work of bringing israel out of egypt and to canaan was too much on him that he pleaded with god to take away the burden from him our lord jesus also bore our sins he didn't plead for the burden to be taken away from him but he bore our sins till he was on the cross and he died jesus suffered reproach but the reproach could hardly be called greater riches in moses case it was greater riches but in jesus case it could hardly be called greater riches than the glories of heaven the bliss which he was accustomed to while moses forsook egypt which was of no good to him jesus was not haunted or chased away from heaven but he forsook all its pleasures and glories so that he may come to this earth this dark world and live a lonely life to lift us up to the light that we may be in the heavenly glories with him and what did jesus leave what he left was good and only good once again once again like in the case of isaac we see the self-denial of jesus revealed as we examine the life of moses we cannot prefigure jesus today but we can represent him and repeat the principles of self-denial that he lived by. Jesus left real riches 
real glories is not like the pleasures of sin. Like I've been saying, when we leave the pleasures of sin, like we call Moses now, Moses left the pleasures of sin in Egypt. Is that a sacrifice? When you leave that to follow God, where you have esteemed that this is greater riches. In the case of Christ, was it greater riches for him to leave heaven and come down here to earth and die for us and suffer? Was it greater riches? No way. I would, like, that's not possible. It was not greater riches for him. It was for Moses. But our Lord Jesus, even though it was not greater riches, denied himself. The Lord is the epitome of true self-denial. You know, when Jesus says to us, deny yourself, it is in the context that our flesh craves what is not good for us. But if we could be in a position where our flesh is not craving, as in what we are dropping is not something that we love. I mean, it's evil and only evil. You won't call it self-denial, but Jesus uses the word self-denial because our flesh craves for that which is not good. Things that are sinful pleasures, we love them. And therefore, Jesus says, deny yourself. But when we look at self-denial from the perspective of living something that is actually good, to go for something that is not even better than what you left, that is true self-denial and that is what our Lord did. As we behold Jesus and as we behold the life of Moses, we may get an excellency of the knowledge of Jesus and have not just an intellectual knowledge of him. We can catch his spirit. If we are found in a great estate and high and great position in this world, perhaps we are found in a place of wealth and we have so much money, we have influence. Remember that we are more or less in the same position as Moses and Jesus had even more than whatever you may have. But yet they both chose to suffer affliction for our sakes. You may be an aristocrat like Moses, but Jesus was more than a mere rich person and he came to this dark earth. He was God and he is God. The whole universe is his dominion and not just a small nation in, on this earth like in the case of Moses. But Jesus left all these to suffer for us. Do not hold back. Be inspired by the Spirit of Jesus. Let not the comforts of life and the glory of position or the fear that you will lose your influence and popularity stop you from deciding to follow him on the journey to Canaan. You may have to lose the influence which you wield as Moses lost his in Egypt. You may have to lose your popularity also like Moses lost his popularity in Egypt. Like Moses, you may have to lose the pleasures and comforts of Egypt, but you can be sure that you are nevertheless making a wiser decision to follow Jesus at the expense of these earthly sinful things. If the path to life in keeping the commandments of God leads you to either choose between Jesus who is the way, the truth and the life, or to choose the world's pleasures, choose Jesus. Remember that he chose you above his own real pleasures that were only good and not evil. Should we not choose him against sinful pleasures? I believe we should. May God give us the grace to do that. Let us pray. Our dear Father in heaven, help your children. There are some of us who are hearing these words and are contemplating Many are in the valleys of the valley of decision. Multitudes, like your word says, multitudes in the valley of decision. They know they are supposed to leave their sinful pleasures. 
they know that the spirit of god is impressing on their hearts the decision that they need to make that will be like affliction to them they know very well what decisions they are to make in keeping the commandments of god and they see the consequences of it that they may lose their position wealth influence or they may if in doing the track to get some wealth it's possible that that dream will go away and multitudes are in the valley of decision lord help us that as we hear these words about our lord jesus and how he left real riches real pleasures real treasures the glory of heaven which was good and only good to come to this dark world esteeming it worthy to die for our sins not because of anything that was in it for himself as we look and behold christ lord inspire us with the same spirit that we also will sacrifice earthly sinful pleasures which are evil and only evil that we may follow our lord on the path of self-denial thank you father for hearing our prayers give us grace to perform what we have learned in jesus name i've prayed amen message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to god and be ready for his imminent return for more information and free online resources please visit www.tawas.org that is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org